Welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and my heart is filled with so much gratitude to have you here on the other end of this microphone tuning in. Thank you for joining me for another week. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. You're not. We are in this together which is why there is also a corresponding community space called Soul Circle. You can find it on the link below or also on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. I would love, love, love to have you come on over there and join me. It's a place for us to hang out, for you to show up exactly as you are, be seen and heard. Can't wait to see you over there. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. It was seven years ago, around this time, when we had found out that my mom had cancer pretty much throughout her entire body. A few short months before learning this, my mom had breast cancer. It was small. It was minor. All she needed to do was have radiation. She did that. The doctor said, great. Everything looks amazing. We celebrated. We thought that was it, you know? Wow, mom is another survivor, like so many other survivors in our family. She did it. And she was so happy. But then as the weeks progressed, she just wasn't feeling herself. And she thought some of it had to do with the radiation that she had. Some of it had to do with just going through you know, all of that. But it turns out there was just cancer throughout her entire body, up into her jaw and everywhere except where they had done the radiation. And receiving this news was, oh, one of the most difficult days of my life. And We had seen the scan on the computer. Luckily, my mom did not come into the room to see it. I'm so glad she didn't. And after that, I I couldn't go back to the room that she was in. My heart was shattered in a million pieces. And I couldn't pull myself together. I didn't want to go in there sobbing. I didn't want to scare her. I, I couldn't collect myself. I was absolutely heartbroken. Because it was then knowing that we were coming to the end. How do you recover from having cancer riddled throughout your entire body? It didn't seem possible. Hearing at first when she had stage four lung cancer, which is what they had diagnosed her with after the breast cancer. That was hard. Because you're thinking, oh my gosh, you don't make it through that as well. But there's always that hope, right? That hope that you can climb out of it. That there could be this miracle that could happen. And you hold on to that hope because you have to. Because if you don't, you will fall into a million pieces. And so for that short time, when that's the space that we were living in, I was holding so deeply onto that hope. 
But once I saw the results of that scan, all of that hope was shattered. And losing my mom was absolutely one of the hardest things that I have ever gone through in my life so far. And I know I have gone through other losses. I know there will be more in my future. But that one really hits deep, deep in my heart. And after her passing, actually, let's step back a moment, because even before her passing, when we were in this journey of knowing we were going to lose her, not knowing when, not knowing how she was going to feel day to day. I had to share. I couldn't keep everything bottled up inside. Because doing that, I just knew it would bring me further and further into the darkness. And I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be strong for my mom. I wanted to be strong for my family. I wanted to be strong for myself. And in order to do that, I had to find a way to be able to share what I was going through. And at that time, I created a separate newsletter mailing and chose individual people that I wanted to put on it where I knew that they would hold my story, where I could invite them into my suffering. And they wouldn't be trying to change it. They wouldn't be trying to tell me, no, 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 everything's going to be okay. They would simply just catch the story. They would catch my heart, hear what I had to say, and send love back. Because when we are deep in our suffering, when we are struggling with something, and there is no solution, right? There's nothing, there's no magic wand that's going to save her. There's nothing that is going to change what we are going through. But feeling the love from others is what helps you get by minute to minute, day by day. And it can be really hard to invite people into your suffering when you are deep in the moment of it. I think for a lot of us, our initial reaction is to tuck it away, to put on this brave face for the world and pretend, oh my goodness, everything is great. Everything is amazing. Not everything is amazing, but I'm making it through, right? I got this. I have a handle on this. I can somehow find my way through it. But there's only so much we can do by ourselves. And I know I repeat that message every single time at the beginning of this podcast. But we can do so much more when we come together. We are stronger when we come together. And so whenever something came up, whenever I was really struggling or just wanted to express how I was feeling in the moment, whether that was anger, hurt, rage, sadness. And man, it ran the gamut during that time. I shared it with this close-knit circle 
And being a writer, it was so much easier for me to sit down and write about it than it would have been to sit down and talk about it. Because when I sit down and talk about things so many times like that, I would get tongue-tied, unsure of how to really express those emotions. But putting pen to page gave me that permission, that space to explore all those feelings and those stories that came up. And I still have those letters. And I am grateful to have them, grateful that I can go back and see how I was really feeling. Because, yeah, I know I was feeling sad. I know my heart was breaking into a million pieces. But those letters hold the tiny moments that you sometimes forget about. And one time when my mom was in the hospital, she forever, as long as she was alive, I have known her to be a lover of gift shops. And she would go to any gift shop that was in a hotel, even in the hospital, you know, like she wanted to check out and see what was in the gift shops. And so while she was in there, I went down, of course, to the gift shop in the hospital. And I found scarves. And I also found a book about how to tie scarves in different ways. And so I got that. And I bought two scarves, one for her and one for me. And thinking this could be also something tangible that I could hold on to, to remind myself of the shared connection that me and my mom had. And I still have that scarf. And I have hers too, the one that I had bought for her. And so I bring this back up and I show her and, you know, we're laughing and giggling, trying to tie the scarves the way the books are, are telling us and showing us these different ways. And there was one that we just couldn't get. We were trying over and over again and we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and of course, the laughter is coming. And what a gift during a difficult time to have that laughter. And so here's my dad and he's watching us, but, you know, not really engaging. And then we ask him for help because we just can't figure it out. And of course, in two seconds, he has it all figured out how to tie the scarf in this way. And that filled us with so much joy because it's like, of course, he would be the one to figure out how to do this. We couldn't, but he could. And it's those memories that sometimes you forget about until you go back and you're reminded of them. And what a gift it is to have that memory written down so that I can relive it again. And as I think about that memory, I can hear her laughter in my ears and see that smile on her face that she had, even though there we were in the hospital, the news was bleak, but we still had this tiny moment of joy where we were able to connect over something so simple. And so I am so grateful for those letters and to have them to be able to look back on. And that was really the start in my journey of opening up and sharing about what was happening. And at that time, I kept it very private because it felt very intimate. When you are going through something in the moment, Oh, gosh, it's hard because you're, you're processing it all. 
and you're going to say things and do things that might not be totally you, but you're trying to figure it out, right? You're going through the motions. You're completely unraveling. And you don't know up from down. You don't know what to do next. What will be the right thing? And so you go, not even day by day. You literally go moment by moment. And after her passing, I began to share more and more publicly about it. And share in little ways, you know, posting some stories about her on Instagram or sharing in my newsletter on my website. I did a lot of writing to help me work through all that I was going through. A lot of writing that never was shared with anyone, but did help me process. And uh, uh, just find my way, right? Sometimes we have no idea how to find our way into the next moment. But if we give ourselves space to do something that feels right for us, and for me, that was writing, it can really help us find where, where we need to go. But one thing that I had learned in sharing publicly and also closely with the people around me and not always having to put on this brave face and say, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm making it through. But being courageous enough to say, I'm really hurting right now. And I don't have the words to even express. I just need to cry. And to have a friend or a family member to be able to sit there And just allow you the space to cry is an incredible, incredible gift. And you don't have to say anything. Just feeling them there is absolutely what we need. And sometimes it helps to have someone who doesn't even know anything about the situation because they're not attached to it the way that the others are. And they can really just hear what you're expressing with no judgment, with no preconceived notions or other attached feelings because they also know that person closely. And it is, uh, it's not easy, right? When you are in this state of suffering. To be able to open up your heart and to share exactly how you feel. It is an incredibly, incredibly vulnerable feeling. It feels like you are taking down your armor and just showing what is there. And it's raw and it's real. And it's not pretty, but it's the truth of being human because we all go through suffering in so many different capacities in our lives. And we all know that feeling of sadness 
And many of the people that I connected with, they hadn't lost their moms. But they understand loss. They understand when your heart is breaking. And they were able just to sit and listen. And when I think about how I also put out words on my blog and on Instagram. I wasn't doing it so much to have somebody come back with a response. It was more for me just needing to get it out there. But then what happened, which shouldn't have surprised me, but it did, is that you have those people who can connect with it, who have been there, who have lost their mom. And those words become a soft bomb for them because they also realize that they're not alone. And that's what we need in this world. We need to reach out to each other. We need to invite each other in. Because in doing that, that is where the connection happens. And that's where we are able to put down these judgments that we create in our own head thinking, I'm the only one going through this and no one else is going to understand. And I just need to power through and do this on my own. When that, that's not even possible, right? It's not. Yeah, sure, we can power through some things, but not always. We need each other. And when we share the most vulnerable pieces of ourselves with people who are willing to hear the story, we can absolutely see what a gift it is for ourselves and for them as well. And it was amazing to be able to share to share pieces and stories of my mom that I had long forgotten about. Because people would ask questions like, well, tell me about your mom. What was she like? What was your favorite thing about her? And I loved having people who had never met my mom ask these questions. And they wanted to know. And even though as maybe I was writing it out or sharing it, I was crying because you are missing that person. It also felt so good to be able to express it, to be able to share what a brilliant light she was in this world and to have others hear about her. And today I was even in the store and I saw a mother and daughter And they were, you know, laughing as they're looking at the different things. And it totally took me back to the times that me and my mom would go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls and just pull out the most ridiculous things. We loved pulling out hats because my mom just never looked right in a hat. No matter what hat she tried on, never looked right. And any time we went to a store, she would try one on and we would just laugh because it was like, nope, (laughs) try again not working. It's so simple, right? Something so, so simple, but it brought us joy. It brought us this moment of connection and to see this mother and daughter having those moments of joy themselves brought me back to me and my mom. And it also brought me forward 
and looking to the day when I can do that with my daughter. And then I can share the stories about what me and my mom had done together. And when I got asked these questions, what was the most favorite thing about your mom? I loved sharing about the way my mom had this incredible ability with children. And ever since I was small, there was always kids in our house. She was watching either her, my aunt's kids or watching her friend's kids. And we just grew up with kids in the house. And they adored her. And she had so much fun with them. But also, they respected her. You knew when you were about to cross the line. And you wouldn't do it with my mom. Because she really taught you, like, yeah, you know, we can have the joy. We can have the fun. But then there's also this line of respect. Where you need to understand, you know, what is right and what is wrong. Or when you are pushing too far. And there was so much adoration for those kids. And they looked up to her and they had so much fun with her. And it was, it just came to her so naturally, so naturally. And I love watching it. And I feel that myself and my brothers learned so much from her with it. I watch my brothers now with their own kids and also as they coach different sports in town. And they are so good with the kids. They are patient. They listen to them. They make sure that the kids are heard. They encourage them. And it's, oh, it brings tears to my eyes because it's amazing to watch, to watch them do that. And I really think that they got that from my mom. And I think I got my love for being around children from my mom as well. And you think, You know, as human beings, we do these things and we think we're just doing them, but we're not because it's making an impression on others around you. And that impression is lasting. My mom has been gone for seven years, but those lessons that my brothers and I learned from her are ingrained in us. And we show up with that compassion. We show up with that kindness and listening to those kids and really hearing what they're saying. And so remember, you know, anything you do, others around you are are taking it in and they're watching. The other thing with my mom is she just had this, this joy for being around family and the simple moments. For her, it was never about anything extravagant or fancy. She just wanted to be with us. So simple. Make us dinner, hang out at the house, go down the shore, spend time together, play games. That was her thing. That is what made her so, so happy. And I think it grounded all of us to remember that it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It's really about creating those memories with each other, spending time. With each other connecting. Oh, it just it makes it makes my heart miss her so much, but then also fill with so much gratitude for all that I carry from her. And what is truly amazing 
is the way that when you do share about someone who has passed, or when you invite others into your suffering and are, they're able to walk the journey alongside you, it transcends in ways that you never could have imagined. One thing that I shared a lot in regards to my mom was feathers being a symbol for whenever I see a feather. It's her telling me, you know, that she's right here. And the way that that all unfolded and the feathers actually became a symbol was because she had came with me into Brooklyn to see an author who was sharing her book. And one of the stories in the book, the author shared about how when she saw feathers, it was a reminder from her husband who had passed. And my mom had gone up to her at the time, you know, and spoken with her. I had no idea what they were talking about, but there were tears in my mom's eyes when she came back. And on the way home, she told me the story about after her sister had passed, and this was before I was even born, that she would see feathers. And she knew that that was a symbol from her sister, Georgine. And I never knew this about my mom. Never. I mean, I knew Georgine had passed, but it was way before I was born. So I really didn't know much about her. And hearing the story was so intimate. And I'm grateful that we took this trip into Brooklyn together, that she had the courage to go up and talk to the author and then share that story with me. And so that was the connection to the feathers. It was like, oh, feathers is absolutely a sign for when I see my mom. And any feather I found, I would post it on Instagram and share about it being, you know, my mom coming and letting me know that she's right there. And then the most amazing thing happens. People will see a feather and they think of my mom and me. They never met my mom. But they will reach out and they will let me know. And it has blown my mind. Because we're inviting people in. And then our worlds are just expanding. And we're seeing how deeply we are all connected to each other. And how impactful our stories are. And how what we share absolutely matters. And it transcends beyond anything we ever could imagine or dream. And I love, love so much whenever I get those messages. It lights me up. And it's so many people who never, ever, ever met my mom. Yet they think about her. How incredible is that? It is amazing. I mean, technology, social media, all that stuff, it has its downfalls, right? But then there are things like this that are so good that it fills your heart with love and kindness and compassion. And it shows how deeply we do need one another and do need to connect with each other. We can't hold it all in. We can't think that we can just uh, conquer the world alone, right? There's too much happening. 
There's too much that our heart holds on to, that we need someone to unravel it with us. We need someone to walk the journey with us. And so today I really just wanted to share that you don't have to do it by yourself. That we are so quick to share the good times, right? That feels easy because it doesn't feel like it'll be a burden to anyone if we're sharing that. But when times are hard, we kind of huddle underneath our blanket, pushing out the world and thinking we need to figure it out all on our own. But we don't. We don't even have to figure it out. But what we can do is open up, talk to people, write a letter, share how you are feeling, even if it feels messy. Because we are all human beings. We all run through the gamut of emotions. And even though others around you might be having so many good things going on, by you sharing your struggles, you're not going to bring them down. You're just allowing yourself space to be seen for where you are in the moment. And so I encourage you to give yourself that permission. Give yourself the permission to invite others into your suffering, not so they suffer with you, but so that you don't have to suffer alone. So that some of that weight that you're carrying around on your shoulders can be released. Because you don't have to hold it all. You can drop some of those bags along the way. And you do that by sharing by opening up your heart, giving yourself permission to be vulnerable. And again, doing it with those, those people who are closest to you, those people who you know can hear your story. And then also with strangers because they don't have any idea about all of it, right? They're not so attached. And so they can really hear what you're saying. And know that you can always, always, always come into the Soul Circle community and share. Because that's what we're there for, to listen, to allow yourself to be seen exactly as you are. So if you feel like, oh, I don't really have anyone around that I can turn to, you can 100% turn to that community and open your heart. And we will catch you and hold you. No questions asked, right? And so today, I encourage you to to pull out your notebook and allow yourself space to really explore what is it that you might be holding on so tightly to that you are struggling with, but you're not allowing others to see your struggle. What is that struggle that you're going through? that you could really use some support and help with. And put that struggle down on the page. Begin with the words, I'm struggling with. And get it out of you. Get out all of the struggle that's happening. And then after you get it out of you, write down a list of people, and maybe it's one or two. One or two people that you could turn to 
and share that struggling with. And find a way to share it with them. Is it sending them a note and saying, I need you to catch this for me because I'm, I'm lost. And I just got to get it out of me. Is it calling them up on the phone? Asking them to meet for coffee? Is it turning to the Soul Circle community and just putting it out there? Whatever it is that can work for you. Do it. because you, you don't need to carry it all. You don't need to keep going through the suffering all by yourself. We are humans who so desperately need connection. Give yourself that opportunity to connect. And let go of that negative voice that is telling you you have to do it all on your own. You don't. Nope. You don't. Oh, I thank you so much for being here and for holding my words. Showing up on this microphone is beyond vulnerable for me to sit here and chat with you and share the deepest things from my heart. And I am grateful to have you on the other end, catching what I'm saying. And if you know someone who could benefit from hearing this podcast, please share it with them. And if you enjoyed it, you know, you can like it or leave a comment, (laughs) whatever you think. But just thank you. Thank you so much for being along on this journey with me. I am grateful for you. Grateful for the opportunity to to show up, right? Because that's all we can ever do in life is simply show up. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. But until we meet again, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week ahead.